hydrating. This Three Beards Media podcast <laughs> is sponsored by Revelton Distilling Company. When Rob and Christy Taylor started following the Kentucky Bourbon Trail in 2012, they fell in love with not only bourbon, but the entire distilling process. Just eight short years later, in 2020, Revelton Distilling Company was opened, offering an entire family of products, including vodka, gin, whiskey, and Revelton Shine. Come visit the tasting room at 1400 West Clay Street in Osceola, Iowa, where you can sample one of their many spirits, including four gold medal winners. Can't make it to Osceola today? Not a problem, as you can pick some up at your local Hy-Vee or Fairway grocery stores. Follow Revelton Distilling on Twitter or Instagram at ReveltonDC or their website, www.reveltondistilling.com. This Three Beards Media podcast may contain mature themes, and if you're not down with that, we got three words for you. Like the podcast. Nailed it! Would you like to sample some of my nuts? For the snazzy opening, <laughs> uh, you're hearing two new voices. Uh, if you're normally tuned in for old man strength, uh, you're now dealing with a uh, new, newly branded young woman strength. So, or uh, we're just filling in because Tim, you know, has a life, and so you know, sometimes you <laughs> need to go live that life. So. My name is Anya. I'll be kind of pushing stuff over. Um, you can just blame me for all the weird topics, all the weird pauses. I'm joined by Mackenzie. Mackenzie, thanks for joining me. Yeah. Uh, a little bit of background, I guess. Like, I have a podcast I don't really do, uh, fill in the blank pod. Um, I will kick it back into form at some point, but um one of the cool things about Three Beards Media is they have a lot of different voices. We have a lot of different uh, perspectives. And so this one is going to be more baseball, hockey focused. And I, there's no better, nobody better that I'd want to do this with than Mackenzie. Thank you. I'm excited. All right. So, um, Mackenzie, you, what do you, are you like our social media, like wizard or czar or like, what do you call yourself? <laughs> um, you know, social media wizard is fine. I'm, I'm the, the person behind the keyboard. Sometimes I post a lot of like the promotional clips, make the graphics, you know, I'm always the one who's like shooting ideas back and forth. Uh, Chris and I, a lot of days we're just spitballing stuff, but <laughs> I'm, I'm behind the scenes most of the time. Yeah, that is true, but you do a great job and thank you for all that you've brought into Three Beards Media so far. So, well, let's kick it off. Um, so I want to kick it off with, we'll probably do baseball first because um, the Phillies did play today. And so um, the Phillies lost. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> Uh, Mackenzie, like what, what's your level of sports baseball fandom right now? 
I'm so I'm for those who don't know, I'm newly uh, deciding to fully engross myself into baseball. And I recently chose the Phillies to be my team. I'm, you know, I'm just scratching the surface right now. Lots of deep dives on social media is kind of where I'm at. Um, Because I don't really like besides what I see on social media, and I watched, like, the first three games against the Texas Rangers. (laughs) (laughs) Well, something – so I watched the first game when I was like, you know what, balls to the wall, Phillies fan. And the Phillies were up for most of the game. But what I didn't realize as someone who doesn't watch baseball, I thought home runs were, like, impossible. (laughs) Like, I was like, oh, I'm like, it's going to be a low scoring game, you know, just like, like, you know, but it was, it 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 was was bad. It was bad. Nola, like, didn't look comfortable with the pitch clock. Um, Aaron Nola is like our ace. So he started off opening day and Jacob deGrom came out. We got hits off of Jacob deGrom, which is great. You know, like it started off well. And then the fourth inning happened and then. It all went downhill from there. The Phillies are one in five currently, um, and they won yesterday. <laughs> so that was their first win against the Yankees. Um, that was exciting, but very nerve wracking. And then today they lost again. I think we lost four, no, five, two. Um, and Derek Hall, our first baseman, who was replacing Reese Hoskins, who tore his ACL, he got um, Derek sprained his thumb. So it looks like he's going to be out. So Roger Clemens kid, Cody Clemens, um, fun fact, McKenzie, Roger Clemens. Um, do you know who Roger Clemens is? Come on, no, the Rocket. Okay, he's an asshole, but he's a great pitcher. He used to pitch for the astros and yankees and he's kind of a jerk but i mean (laughs) good pitcher um he named all his kids um starting with the letter k they all have uh, names starting with the letter k that's that's nice (laughs) oh man um nice when families have a theme i guess (laughs) i guess he also, like, I caught an interview with him during the Phillies spring training game, and he's like, if I had one more kid, my wife would have, like, castrated me. So I was like, hey, you know, like, probably relax on that, you know? Yeah. It's very similar to Phil Rivers' nine kids. You know, I'm sure, you know, they love all those kids, and but nine kids is a lot. Is um, that enough to fill a field, like a baseball field? Yes, yes, is that enough? it well, is. He's, so. It's not. It's not about family anymore. That's marketing, you know. Has <laughs> no subs. Everybody has to play all nine <laughs> innings, but we have a team. Um, but yeah, the Phillies. Cody Clemens will be coming up, and I'm sure somebody else will. Marsh, Brandon Marshy, um, he uh, sprained his ankle in the ninth inning yesterday, so he might be out too. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. They're supposed to have the home opener tomorrow, but weather and so it's going to start on friday their home opener there's a good chance they get booed (laughs) (laughs) so they're supposed to get their nl championship rings um because we know men love jewelry um no matter what they say they they do love jewelry um and these have you seen these rings these championship rings no they just keep getting bigger and bigger every year like uh, every owner is just trying to one-up each other it's 
fascinating, fascinating stuff. Um, they usually like have like I've seen ones where they unlock them and they have like something inside, like a field mm. or like their number. Anyway, I'm just like, okay, like men can design jewelry if they want to. Um, they can pick out good jewelry if they want to, obviously. But uh, yeah, they're going to get their annual championship rings. So that's exciting, but we have to win games. It's a long season. Though. 162 games is way too long, right? That's a lot. I didn't realize how how many games, like recently the conversation came up, like, does the NHL have too many games? And I was like, well, yeah, but doesn't everyone play four times a week? I was like, that's normal. But then the more I started, you know, I recently found out that football exists and they only play like once a week. Yeah. And I was like, you know, maybe I but, am too much time watching hockey. But teams will play on Sunday and then they'll play on Thursday. So it's like they have a short week. So that's it kind of sucks marketing essentially but i mean i honestly like a hundred games mlb 72 games hockey who gets mad are there too many hockey games i mean my opinion is no because when (laughs) i run out of things to do unfortunately um but i can understand it does i mean you don't need to have that many games i guess but I think that's the least of hockey's issues right now, in my opinion. Yeah, we'll probably get to that. We will get to that. How about okay. that? Um, so any favorite Philly players so far? Oh, wait. We have to go down the roster. There, um, okay. So I lived in Delaware for a, a hot minute. And at the we went to a lot of... I struggle with this word, which is really funny because you guys all say it all the time, but breweries, we went to a lot of those and the Philly was on and there was one player who was so cute. (laughs) I don't know who he is, (laughs) but I would always be like, I would always like pretend to watch and be like, oh yeah, I I don't know. But I can't remember what his name was, but he had like longer hair. Um, We have a lot of hair on the Phillies this year. Um. Matt Stram, who pitched yesterday, I didn't know this, but he had been with the Padres and Boston Red Sox and I believe the Royals. He hasn't cut his hair since 2017, which is very impressive. Yes. Um, We love Matt Stram because he got our first win. Um, He's also an avid. uh, He's an avid uh, baseball card collector and will collect baseball cards um, of anyone who hits a home run off of him. So that's very cute. That's precious. Um, Bailey Falter has some really good hair. Um, Aaron Nola, he's grown really long hair this year. He has like a curly thing going on. Um, but I thought you'd be like more like Brandon Marsh. You know? Wait, let me, let me, let me pull up a Google reference. Brandon Marsh, um, who has to play with wet hair. Um, or oh, I know him. him. Or I don't yes. know him. I saw him. He batted. Yes. I saw him batting. He got a home run last night. Yeah. Oh, he, he has lots of hair. He has lots of hair. He got traded from Anaheim to the Phillies last year. So um, hmm. I didn't really think of like playing who's hot, who's not. But, you know, probably so shouldn't do that in this day and age. <laughs> unfortunately, that's like at the top of my mind. Like... <laughs> 
quite frequently. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, good looking as I'm sure studies find that good looking um, sports athletes sell a lot of X, Y, and Z. So um, the thirst factor in baseball, it could get definitely hornier, you know? It can always get hornier. So, I... oh, yeah, Bryce, Brycey. Who is that? Oh, Bryce. Uh... Bryce Harper. Oh, Bryce Harper. I recently found out from one of the, it was like a gritty burner account on Twitter. <laughs> I 100% dead serious. And they were like, um, they posted the GQ article where he admitted that he he's like, oh, I read a lot. And they're like, oh, well, what do you read? And he's like, I read a lot of, oh, I don't know what her name is, like L. Kennedy. And it's like hockey, rom- like it's like hot yeah. hockey romances. And I was like, I was like, I have, like literally they're sitting right next to my desk right now. I was like. Like paper, no. but you still buy books? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy books that I read digitally just to have them to like take wow. up space. I like that. I like yeah. that. Um, so I have read some hockey romance novels. This is the like, inter- this is like a little internet like confession time. I okay. also read romance novels, but I'm only like an interracial romance uh, reader. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I have read hockey romances several of them um xavier neal she writes um black woman white man interracial romance hockey it's like five books and one of them is a gay love story um and they're all fantastic and they're very horny so if only hockey and baseball were that horny um step up your game Uh, it's marketing guys it's easy yes Oh, it's so easy. It's, it's like, very, it's, it's very easy. Like if they, I know like Julio Rodriguez, I just see everybody thirsting after him, men and women. Me, not look me him up. Like look up Julio Rodriguez. He plays for the Mariners. He's oh. like 22. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I get that. See what I'm talking about? See what Three. I'm saying? Like, there's nothing wrong uh, with thirsting after <laughs> um, other adults who play stupid sports it's Um, like yeah i and i have so many i'm on book talk oh oh there we go look at that smile and he looks so nice in that like that aqua blue color that's hard to pull off oh my god it is it is it is very hard to pull off aqua blue teal very hard but then not to, because I know that you're a Seattle Kraken fan. As soon as I saw those colors, I was like, oh, that's kind of out there. Yeah, that looks great. Yeah, but then if we're talking about the Kraken, there's the best looking Kraken. Um... Are we going to say, who, who are you saying is the best looking Kraken? <laughs> okay, just because like he's very debonair, but I know he's, pro- he's probably like a huge bad boy. He's married. Like, oh, these. There's some of these people who are married. We understand that. We respect the marriages, but there are some thirst traps out there. Even if you're married, you can be a thirst trap. Alex Winberg. He's very, he's very like. Alex uh, Winberg. He's very like traditional um, French charming. Oh. Yeah. Like, yeah. But, you know, I'm also a sucker for um, 
Maddie Beneers, but he's 19 and I'm old. So that's weird. He's cute though. He's pre- like, you know, he's cute in the way that I would like. I'd, you know, I'd be like, oh, you're cute. Not like, you know. <laughs> pat him on the head. Pat him you know, on the I'm head. Like, you're cute. I'm like, you look so handsome in your prom suit. You know, <laughs> what time is your mom picking you up? <laughs> Lovingly, of course. I did not have a date to prom. So I don't really? know what that's like. I yes. I went to prom four times. That's and, a lot. Oh, I but I was, you know, I was a theater kid. So like mm-hmm. prom was kind of, you know, that was my stage, you know. I was showing up in yeah. ball gowns and like slippers. Yeah. Oh, Look and at I that. the women's empowerment night. Yeah. The crack can do a really good job of like being like hey, what, what's there to support? Okay, we'll just support it. And everybody gets in line and everybody supports it. Exactly. They're like, actually, we, we're already on that, the list of yeah. everything. I'm like, they take care of it. It's nice. Not unlike the Flyers or anybody else. The Flyers or the Rangers or the Sharks. The Blues. <sighs> Freaking Blues. I Full know. The franchise. <laughs> Get rid of them. <laughs> so why do they let Craig Berube? Why is Craig Berube still the coach of the Blues? He just seems like an asshole. I don't. I but I feel that way with like multiple coaches. You know, mm, not yes, with any yes, specifics, yes. but definitely John Tortorella. Um, oh, Torts, yeah. I just I don't understand because it's like it's like you're just you're. You're firing a coach. You're putting them back in the same fishbowl. You're shaking up and going, all right, what team are you going to now? What other team that's in dire trouble are you going to now? And it, yeah. it, it's always the Flyers. It's like, well. So, Mackenzie, what are your, who are your teams? So, my teams are the New Jersey Devils and the New York Rangers, mostly. I Because I didn't get into, like, men's professional hockey until, like, covid time and that's when they were all playing like within their own little their own little like division bubbles yeah and so I was like I just chose a team and I was like you know who's cute Nico Heischer and he played for the Devils I was like you know who else is cute Nolan Patrick and he played for the Flyers and then my dad was like you know who else is cute I was like who Henrik Lundqvist and so that's how I chose my team yeah (laughs) Henrik look you know how tall is Henrik uh, Lundqvist? I'm about to Google it. However tall he is, is tall enough. That's my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Um, he's very handsome. He he's on TNT now. I think. He's, yeah, he is, and he still looks him. very. He's 41. Oh my he's, god. He's kind of. It's like unruly gorgeous. You know. Yeah, it's it's offensive. It's, well, um, yeah. How good looking he is! They say he's six one, but I saw him next to Sarah. Well, Sarah Nurse was she was in heels though, but yeah. you know he's yeah. like hockey six one, where it's like this age is three six. inches, and your ego needs yeah. an extra two. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's like in football. Um, Bryce Young, they say he's they keep saying that he's too short to play quarterback, and I'm just like whatever. He's good. He's smart. Seems like a good kid. He'll be fine. Um, he'll be fine. He'll, he'll be, be fine. fine. Um, okay, so I saw Nico. He looked young. Okay, 
Nick, let me see. Nico, he's 24 years old. Yes. Oh, yeah. he's 6'1 too. Is he a hockey 6'1? No. <laughs> I think, yeah, I would say, I would say like, you know, 5'11. <laughs> it's like, okay, Mackenzie, uh, Nico's from Switzerland. Um, Lundquist is from Sweden. Um, I think you have a type. I definitely do. <laughs> I definitely do. <laughs> I, oh my gosh. And what's, what's funny is like, I feel like a lot of people might in my generation got into NHL through Tumblr after One Direction broke up. Oh my God. I don't know if you've heard about the Tumblr to NHL pipeline. No. Oh, explain. Well, Please. Oh, so, okay. Well, it started in 2011 on the X Factor. <laughs> but I think because a lot of um, Tumblr was populated with like, okay, this is going to, I'm going to be revealing a lot. Chris, cover your ears. Like a lot of Tumblr. Was and like, your eyes. And your eyes. <laughs> and your standards. Um, <laughs> a lot of Tumblr was like one shots and like fan fiction of like the One Direction boys. But unfortunately, and spoiler alert, they broke up. So then it like slowly started to shift into, okay, well, like who else is hot? Like who else on mm -hmm. this earth is hot? And so yeah. um, the rage kind of turned into like hockey player fan fiction, you know? And a lot yeah. of it was like, I remember the first like NHL hockey player I had ever seen like in a photo was Tyler Sagan. If okay, you're yeah. Yeah, specifically the photo where he's on like the Zamboni with the popsicle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey. And I think that kind of like because we all were kind of like, oh, like, check out this guy. Like that sucks about Harry Styles. But like, you know, and holy crap. OK, I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> okay, so, right. <laughs> oh, is this for the ESPN body issue? OK, yeah. So okay, that came out and we were all like 12 year old girls and we were just like, oh, Harry Styles. And so we all just kind of started like being like, okay, well, this is available now. It's like, why don't we all start obsessing over it? And so it like, you know, it started like very cutesy, like, look how cute, you know, whoever. And um, but then it turned into like, we're all looking up stats and we're all being like, oh, well, I just looked up your crush on elite prospects and actually, you know he's one of the worst defensemen in the league. And I think that's, that's kind of how, that's how I got here, unfortunately. Uh, so for those who don't know the ESPN body issue, and I don't know if they still do it, but they just get athletes, men, they do. I think it's a lot more men than women at this point. Um, but just men being naked, but like, you're not seeing, you know, it's like their tasteful. penises. It's yeah. tasteful. Okay. Yeah. But um, I would definitely Google um, Tyler Seguin. Uh, show off what you got, man. Um, there's also the Eagles offensive line was in the um, ESPN body issue. And I thought, you know, good, good for them. Those are, first of all, they are all big boys. Um, and they all were seem super confident in their photo shoot, which is nice. Very confidence is always nice. Um, so that was very, very cool to see. Um, but I don't know if they do it anymore. I don't think they do. So basically, um, if the NHL and MLB leaned into the thirsty fans, a uh, thirsty part of their fan base, they might jack up their social media likes, um, views, 
presence. So, oh. yeah. Oh, <laughs> quack, quack. <laughs> so there we Chris, go. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Rubber good. ducks for everybody. <laughs> I'm going to have to clear my, my browser history now. No, you don't. You don't need to. You lean into bookmark it. Bookmark whatever. Yeah, lean into Keep it. Looking. Um, Let me know what you see. Keep Googling. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, you'll make it to more stats. Um, yeah. Right? Yeah. You'll find his elite prospects eventually. You just got to keep digging. And uh, Tumblr, for those who don't know. Does Tumblr still exist? Yeah. Oh, my God. Shout it's out to Tumblr good. for still existing. Tumblr was just Tumblr was too much for me because I wasn't I wasn't that online creative, but like I appreciated everybody who was creative, so I would just like lurk on there. So I was a lurker on Tumblr, um, and then you know I stepped it up from there, social media wise. But Tumblr, OG. I mean, that's how you communicated with people back in the day. <laughs> Tumblr, MySpace. I didn't really like MySpace. MySpace was whatever. I didn't like care about posting 10 songs, my top 10 songs, top 10 friends. I didn't like any of that. So, do you still have a, do you have a MySpace? Do you have a, a Tumblr? I, I, I think I missed the MySpace era, but I definitely, that's how old my- I am. <laughs> I just, I think I was at, like, the very tail, or I don't even know when MySpace was, to be honest, to be frank. Um, But I do definitely still have a Tumblr. um, And that's it. That's all you need to know. (laughs) That is all you need to know. Um, Okay, MySpace started in 2003. Oh, boy. So I would have been four. Oh, Okay. And you didn't have a MySpace at four? Weird. Um, I know. My parents should have got off that. Behind the times. (laughs) Have you seen where people, they uh, they have a kid and then they reserve their, they make an Instagram of their kid's name? Just to like hold it for them? Yes. That's that's ridiculous. (laughs) I didn't know that was a thing. That's, well, I better get on that. Find yourself a kid. Get yeah. an Instagram. That's all you need to do. Step one, kid. Step two, Instagram. Yeah. The rest just it's comes naturally. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's ridiculous. It is. Um, I actually. Oh. <laughs> I actually am a part like the way my friends are is they'll either just be like straight Instagram picture kids everything or i'll be involved in like an apple iphoto group um and then they'll just post to that photo group and whatever you know i love the kids but um you know i don't know i didn't grow up in that age so the apple photo age yeah i was gonna say i don't think any photos of me when i was a kid existed besides like my self-portraits in my portfolio like that's People oh, like, okay. what did you look like? And I was like, I was green. I was green. I, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. I have never broken live, but we do need to break for our sponsor, Revelton. 
At Revelton Distilling Company, everyone has become a part of the Revelton family. From the Taylors and their daughter who helped perfect their award-winning gins, to the team who installed Lucy, our 33-foot-tall custom-made still, right down to the local farms that provide our coveted corn, and even the cows on those farms who consume our mash byproduct. Want to see the farm-to-flask come to life? Now you can tour Lucy and find out where we take Iowa's harvest and transform it into our finest spirits. Choose between a 45-minute tour or find out even more by scheduling a VIP behind-the-scenes tour to get the taste of the full Revelton experience. You can visit them at 1400 West Clay Street in Osceola, Iowa, or find all of Revelton's award-winning spirits at any local grocery or spirits retailer. And we are back. Thank you to Revelton for sponsoring uh, the pod and Three Beard Media. Three Beards Media. I got to say beards. I always want to say Three Beard Media, but that's like a, I think that's like the fan fiction Tumblr. It'd be Three Beard Media. (laughs) Three Beard Media. I like that. That that would be the fan fiction part. Just work on that, fans. Just do that and let us know. (laughs) Start writing your uh, Chris and Aaron fan fiction. <laughs> Enemies to lovers. You can also throw in a side story for Tim. Um, he can be that friend that um, bounces ideas off of uh, either one of them. So he's there, you know. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about hockey because, you know, there's not much to talk about. I'm not going to keep being sad about the Phillies. We'll be back. There's like, there's a lot of games so the nhl um so kraken fan me um i want to be a flyers fan again i i need to be a flyers fan again and quite frankly um the philly uh sorry the flyers are like the least attended thing in philadelphia right now every other team the the mls team the union they're doing great uh they made it to the uh, final last year um the phillies went to the world series last year the eagles went to super bowl this year like everybody's doing great in philly except for those damn flyers um so i primarily got mad on the internet and inside my body um when they signed tony d'angelo and so uh tony d'angelo for me i felt like he got kicked off the rangers like i feel like they were just like we're done with you yeah. Um, what what is like what is the number one Tony D'Angelo story that you would need to know if you didn't know who Tony D'Angelo was, Ooh. Lindsay? Oh, um, the well, I didn't know about Tony D'Angelo until um the incident between him and former Rangers goaltender uh Georgiev, where I think it was if I'm remembering this correctly, it was after like a penguins game or Rangers versus Penguins and he missed like a save from like Sidney Crosby or something and D'Angelo was as they were walking down the tunnel was kind of mouthing off and Georgiev is kind of known for being this like you know gentle giant you know he's actually you know six foot something like without the skates and so um D'Angelo was you know running his mouth like he's known to do and uh Georgiev there was an altercation like they wouldn't tell us for the longest time what happened but uh apparently Georgiev slugged him with his glove 
And then the next day, Tony D'Angelo went on waivers. And so that was kind of, that was the original story that I heard. My introduction into the the TDA. Oh, God, TDA. <laughs> put it on the poll. There is no poll. Just put it on there, though. Um, Douchier, can the name be, can a nickname be douchier than TDA? Mm-hmm. Um, so my, I knew I also knew that uh, TDA, we're not even going to say his whole name. Uh, we also knew that TDA was on the internet, um, you know, being a MAGA asshole, um, loving his um, daddy, uh, Donald Trump. Um, still is. Still is. Um, and then he gets to the flyers. Torts is like, I can fix you. Um, every woman, you know, everyone, man or woman, has fallen in love with somebody you want to fix and torts wanted to fix tda and he's right. like i'll fix him i'll bring him to philly that'll fix him and it's like dude no like when he got in that fight where he speared somebody on the lightning and just the whole team was like that's it we're just mobbing on this guy the whole tampa i think it was the tampa Bay lightning i think you're but- yeah but they just mobbed on him. They're like, that's it. This guy. And, the, and I feel like the Flyers are just like, oh, God. Like, they didn't the do team. anything. Did, they didn't like, do anything. They're like, do they're like you know what? Uh, get Tony. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. It's Tony. Um, and then I think he proceeded to, like, hop on Instagram and then just start fighting with fans. So mm-hmm. that's always good when you're new guy, um, first year. You're trying, they tried to rehab him by doing like, oh, he's a Jersey kid and like he's always wanted to play for the Flyers and um, like he's like the future building piece, but it's gone horribly. Um, and I don't, I just don't have time for There's so many MAGA people around that if you're going to just introduce yourself like that as an athlete, then I just don't have time for you. Like just move on. Like keep your MAGA in your, your heart. Um, you know. <laughs> box of a heart so um there's that torts to me is like an average coach um they have a very big good old boy system in the flyers organization it seems like they have a lot of old school mentality the game is like struggling to like move from that old school mentality um i I just feel like the flyers are the perfect example of what's going on the nhl right now is there is a contingent of people teams uh front offices who are trying to embrace the younger base of the sport the younger players who know social media know what to do and then we have the old school guys who are just like no ipads on the bench right yeah where did that come from i i don't know that was the most like I felt like a power move, just being like, well, fine, I'm taking away your iPads. You know, we've lost five <laughs> games in a row. That's it. I'm taking away your iPad. I'm not going to change up the defenders, you know. I'm not going to switch the lineup or anything, but these iPads, that's it. <laughs> Gotta go. So, Torts did that, right? Earlier this season? Mm, yes. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. No iPads. Just, no iPads. you know. So, um, that... So, Devils... Rangers are either both are going to the playoffs or no. Yeah. And they should okay. be playing each other, hopefully. Well, what are you gonna do? I'm gonna I'm 
gonna be very strong. I'm gonna I'll cheer for the devils. Like I want the devils to okay. win, but I don't okay. want to see the Rangers sad. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'll turn it off quickly at the end. You know, don't zoom in on Ryan Lindgren's face. I don't want to see it. <laughs> you know. After every game, you're just gonna be like, that's good. That's great. Yeah, I'm gonna be All like right. Yeah. Cut the cord. So the Kraken in their second year are poised for the wild card, which is exciting. I don't know how far they'll go. Um, do you have any playoff predictions you want to make right now? I'm – and I was talking to my friend Tyler about this, but it's like it it it's really shaping up to be the Bruins taking, out, taking it all. I don't think that anyone yeah. can really compete with the Bruins. And also – as far as draft picks go, they don't have like a first round draft pick until I think it's 2024, 20, 25. So it's like they've, you know, they put it all on the line and it's working out for them. So I'm like, you know what, let them win this year. And then next year, my Rangers can have it. And then after that, you know, or not my Rangers, my Devils can have it. And then after that, I don't really <laughs> care. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Um, I, I, I would be so surprised if the Bruins did not win it all too. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just, it, it, my whole entire feed is just Bruin stuff. So um, that will make a lot of people happy uh, from the Boston area. And once again, Boston wins something and, you know, that'll be another thing that they have on their, you know, little city mantle. So, um, so, Let's go to explaining hockey stats because I understand offsides, icing, things like that. Hockey stats, I don't understand. Um, For example, plus minus. Tell me about plus minus. So the plus minus, and I feel like there's arguments for, you know, different ways of viewing this but this is how I personally disclaimer this is how I personally me Mackenzie (laughs) uses the plus minus when looking at a player me by myself not saying this is how you have to do it but so a plus minus that's kind of it's a defensive stat according to me and it's how you do you know how you like how it's how you find a plus minus like how it's no no so, um, so it's based off of the players that are on the ice at the time a goal is scored. So, like, if it's the Devils and the Rangers and Nico Heischer is on the ice for the Devils and the Rangers score, that's going to count against Nico Heischer's plus minus. It's going to, like, if it starts at zero, it's going to go minus one. And then all of the Rangers who are on the ice when it's scored, it's going to be a positive. But, and now this is where, this is where it's like unnecessarily tricky. It only applies to even strength and shorthanded goals. So it doesn't apply to like, if the Devils were on a power play, Nico Heischer scored, it, it doesn't, like nothing happens. But if the Devils are on a penalty kill and Nico Heischer scores, then they get a plus. Does that make sense? It does make sense. I don't understand the power play, though. But I mean, I I because I, I mean they're on the ice. They're on the ice, right? Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't really know. But um, it's kind of used. But the issue with the plus minus is is a great player 
I'm trying to think of like a great player on the the Flyers. So maybe like I think it's generous to call any of them great players, but maybe like Kevin Hayes, who you know yeah. came in to be like a like a franchise piece. So like if Kevin Hayes is a good player on a bad team, his plus minus is going to be bad. It's not going to represent him as a player. Or if you have like a bad player on a good team, um, it's, you know, it's kind of the same thing. So that's where you can't really use plus minus as like a defining factor. Like it's something that you can look at all the other stats and then be like, oh, and also his plus minus is this or whatever. But which is, yeah, which is kind of where the contention comes because a lot of people are like, oh, well, his plus minus sucks. And it's like, yeah, but you're not taking into consideration the fact that he's played for the Flyers for the past six years, you know? It's like... Yeah, but. yeah. this makes it sound like a little bit like NFL when they talk about QB wins. It's like, okay, well, you know, like QB wins is a stat, but at the same time, like if they had a great defense, great special teams, like of course they're going to win. But there are great quarterbacks that have been on bad teams. And so, you know, it doesn't, it's not everything. <laughs> right. It's not an all-encompassing stat. Like, the same way that people are like, um, wins, losses is a, a goaltender stat. And it's like, no. It's like, you can add it in at the end to be, like, to support yeah. or away from. But it's like a bad goaltender on a good team, a good goaltender on a bad team. It's like, yeah. I would more look at save percentage. Right. Yeah. I don't think you should ever, yeah, go first – to win losses for a goaltender, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> that's just what I would do. In my <laughs> so this is like very like ba- this is all baseball. Like baseball has a lot of people who make up stats, not make up stats, but they take stats and then they interpret it different ways. Mm-hmm. And so, um, like Aaron Aaron Nola was eleven and thirteen win loss last year for the Phillies, but everybody's like, oh, but that doesn't really mean anything. He pitched 200 innings. You know, he was a workhorse. He had X amount of strikeouts. Like, we didn't worry about his, you know, win losses. So, all right, that's interesting. I mean, hockey, as it's not – that plus minus doesn't, like, decide awards or, like, contracts, right? Like, okay, cool. Well, no, there are still – and I know it's in baseball, too, because I was just reading an article about it. But, like, there are still those coaches who are like, oh, you know, we don't do stats. We don't do iPads. Yeah. <laughs> so I Analytics suck. Yeah, it's like, but it shouldn't be. And they typically don't. They typically, yeah, I'm going to say, I'm going to say no. <laughs> That's not useful. It's words. a mix of both. Like, you should, you should see what stats, you should keep track of stats, you should look at them but not make your whole decision on uh right. your I don't think you should run your team based off stats. Sometimes you just have to look at what you have. Um and then like uh, for example like with Blake Snell he pitched and I forget which World Series. It's recently when he was with the Tampa Bay Rays and he had like five shutout innings. He's going in the sixth and the manager pulls him out because they had in their mind, their analytical um, chart had told them, like, this is how many innings he should pitch, and this is how long he should go. And once he hits that, no matter what, we should pull him. And it's mm-hmm. like, 
No, but he was like on fire. Like you have to factor that in. Like, what did you see with your eyes? You saw somebody who was like locked in and engaged in the game. Keep them in. Like, right. Forget a pitch count. You know, it's the World Series. So, all right. Well, thanks for explaining that. I thought it was more exciting. You know, maybe it was like you know hits or something. You know, like no. it's very hockey sets are very boring. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they are. They're boring and they're very contentious. I. I feel like, in my opinion, personally. Yeah. Yeah, you don't really, like, when I listen to Kraken hockey feeds, they don't really talk about plus minus, but they don't really talk about hockey stats either. So I feel like it's not something that people talk about on the broadcast. So so that leads me to the next thing. Not really, but, like, let's transition to um, something that I have been keeping an eye out and Mackenzie and I have been talking offline about, which is – the NHL's huge fucking issue with um, their Pride Nights. And honestly, like, this is a huge deal to me. <laughs> I think Mackenzie would say the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want, there's already so many things in sports that make you feel bad. Um, things that happen, players that get traded, their behavior on and off the field or ice or whatever it may be. Um, and then coaches or organizations already doing shady stuff, owners being complete assholes. There's already so much um, that every league has. And the NHL, you know, is not great, hasn't been great at being open, diverse, inclusive. Um, they're really behind the ball. They were one of the last te- like leagues to cancel games when George Floyd died. Um they were kind of just like in their own little bubble and being like, what do you mean? Like cancel a game. And and it took a lot of strong uh, black players to be like, no, this is not happening. Um, but they were the last one to cancel their games. So, I mean, they're, they're in their own little bubble, but they're mm-hmm. also trying to stay around and maybe not be the fourth league in America, the most popular league. Um. Would you agree, Mackenzie? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, what one thing that I've been really realizing as a um, fan is that my fandom's changing the older I get. And so, when I was young, I didn't really realize that um, you know players had feelings, coaches have feelings. Um, maybe being negative is not the way to go 100% of the time. So I've kind of softened up as I've gotten older as a fan and really realized that these are businesses. So there's 32 businesses in the NHL and they all need to make the most money possible. And one way, I don't think you should be, um, you're not going to make money if you keep telling your customers you don't give a fuck about them. Right. Um, you're not going to do good selling the customer a product and then taking that product away from them, um, which has been done with several uh, teams who have sold tickets based on pride events, but uh, day of or the day before pulled out of those events or haven't done what was agreed upon was everybody would have a jersey and kind of collab with um more they have been more than often lbgq uh lgbtq plus creators mm-hmm. and so um i've read how 
those creators are hesitant to even work with the team or NHL because they feel like their work is not going to be presented on, on the, on the day of it's supposed to come out. So um, every day it seems like uh, the latest team was the blues and they said they're not going to wear the pride jerseys, but they do support being inclusive and uh, they do support everyone being involved in hockey. And hockey does have what? – what is it? Is it hockey is for everyone? Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's not true. But um, Not even a little bit is what we're being shown. <laughs> yes. And the teams themselves are doing it. And they're doing it in such a way where you could tell that there's a set of staff on the team that is like – you guys, we have to do this. We have to uh, come through on this. We have all these materials, all of these things, uh, the on-site staff. We're ready to embrace pride. There, Statistically, there has to be um, gay, lesbian, bi, transsexual. There has to be those people in these um, teams themselves or in the locker room like statistically there are people who are from that background who enjoy hockey who work for a hockey team and where the players are telling them to go fuck themselves right so what at has new jersey done a pride night yeah theirs was theirs was earlier in the year and they had the jerseys and they showcased an artist and they uh, auctioned off their jerseys. Um, but that happened before the Provorov thing. So, yeah. So this, this really kicked off uh, when Ivan Provorov for the flyers did not warm up and did not participate in the flyers, um, uh, the flyers warm up, but played. Right. And so after the game, uh, they were at Provorov was asked about it, and he said it was against his Orthodox religion to participate in those and uh, to participate in the pride warm ups. And Torts basically said, uh, "Well, you know, it, it is what it is." Um, <laughs> yeah, he, they handled he, it so badly. He was basically like, "You know what, stand up guy? Glad he's he's preaching what he believes in." It's like, yeah. Meanwhile, you've got freaking tony d'angelo out there on the ice in a pride jersey uh provorov has worn them before it's like i don't know <laughs> there's this weird contingent right eric stall of the dumbass stall brothers um put it on the poll you know stall brothers goonish or you know goonie it's i at the gooner goobers goobers or Ooh. goons I like goobers. That's I like goobers better. Goobers. But these two, these two goobers, play together on the Panthers. And right before it came out, they said after praying and consulting with their family, we're not going to do the pride warmups. And then the the internet does what they do when they're mad. And you know, if you tell them some shit that they don't like, somebody will go and Google that shit, and they saw. Hey Eric, when you played with the Canadians, like you wore a pride warm-up jersey and you said, No, I didn't. That's a lie. Because all you have to do is just say that and then people go, Okay, all right, well. It was like and it's just and this is just me being petty, but it's just the most 
mid players coming out and being like, hey, actually, <laughs> I'm not going to. Because I remember reading that and I was like, the Stahl brothers are still playing hockey? I was yes, like, I even them program? together. I was like, don't bring attention to yourself, honey. I was like. <laughs> yeah, oh. I would want to lay low because in that Panthers game, I just remember I follow Roy Bellamy, who's on the Dan Lebertard show. It's Dugats. He's a huge Panthers guy, huge hockey guy. And he goes, guess what? Mark Saul just got a fucking penalty the first five minutes of the game that he said that he had prayed. Like that was the I'm going to sit out after consulting my family game. Um, and I was just like, hmm. oh, man. So how do we fix this? I think the NHL should come in. They've kind of already like leaked it a little bit. They were like, well, we don't part. One of the reasons that we haven't mentioned was uh, there are players and organizations who are Russian who have said, we fear retaliation from um, for our families back home or when I go back home, which is um, obviously like we want people to be safe Um you deserve to be safe in your workplace but also like at the same time the nhl came out and was like we have no idea where this threat would come from that teams are talking about their russian players having so yeah deal with that and they just dropped they literally like dropped it midday on a saturday and just like went about their business yeah they're like yeah we're not having that yeah there's someone in and it there's young people there's there's people like me who are want to love hockey or love hockey or work in that nhl office and they're like guys like this is really bad like we have to like say something and that was like their little like little fish line like hey we don't know what they're talking about and we monitor what's going on with our players so um Gary Bettman, he opened his mouth. He didn't help anything. Um, he said, "Never does." Uh, over- he, he yeah, he said overwhelmingly the majority of our players support everyone of different lifestyles, different lifestyle choices, and it's like, God, you're so bad at this. Why are you this way? It's just Gary Bettman is just ridiculous at this point because even like, and this is like completely dehumanizing, you know pride night but it's marketing you know you're selling yeah i mean on the tickets like you bought your ticket for that new york rangers game it said everything that was going to happen it was like we're it's a pride celebration um we're gonna be wearing the jerseys and stuff and it's like people buy tickets specifically like for that reason so then when you're pulling these promotional nights the same way if you were to pull you know military appreciation night or you know I mean, like, dollar beer night. It's like, you're, at the very base of it, you're ruining this promotional opportunity for you. It's So I don't understand why he, because he's such a greedy, not very smart man, why he can't look at it like that. It's like, even if, and I mean, that's completely dehumanizing, you know, everything that those pride nights stand for and mean to people. But it's like, Gare Bear help help yourself at this point it's i don't know i'm just yeah i i think that you know it's never good to tell your customers um it's never good to general it's never good to do things for your customers um you you want to be as broad as possible and appeal to as many people as possible and so you know 
obviously the teams being left to themselves to handle this have decided one way or the other, and that's hurting the overall business, and you can't let them do that. The NHL has to go, hey, you can't do that. You can't uh, hurt our customers. You can't tell any of our customers to fuck off, no matter what you think about them. And by the way, this is a warm-up specific jersey that is worn. It's a 15-minute warm-up process, and then they put on their jerseys, they get dressed, and then they go play the game. So we're not asking for a lot here. We're just asking for people to give a shit about other people, be welcoming, as they, as every statement has said. We're very welcoming. Uh, I love all people. I love all different types of people. This is not true. Um, you're not welcoming. And as a matter of fact, um, you're being you know, downright fucking hateful by Mm-hmm. Um, putting out your bullshit views and uh there was a rumor of a group chat between all of the shitheads who've been pulling this so oh, i just want to tell them to go fuck themselves but <laughs> yeah fantastic. i mean <laughs> um but hopefully the nhl gets it together we want to support i want to support the nhl um you want to keep supporting it and we just don't want to feel like shit watching it so right you know, fi- fix yourselves gare bear um, and with, <laughs> with, with that for Care Bear, we will break for Wintrust break. <laughs> or sorry, Wintrust. Are you in the market for a new house and unsure of the mortgage process? Want to know that you have someone looking out for you? Kyle Lehman from Wintrust Mortgage is a down-to-earth, knowledgeable lender who can be there for you in your corner. He can work with you in any of the 50 states and is just what you need to expand your home search. Kyle will work with you through the entire process with little to no work from you. Take the worry of the mortgage process out of the equation so that you can focus on looking for your dream home. Contact Kyle at www.wintrust.com forward slash Kyle dash layman or call him at 515-473-0546. Thank you, Wintrust, for sponsoring the pod and three bridge media all right we're gonna wrap this up because uh you know this has been a fantastic time so far but we don't want to give them everything mackenzie we want to leave them wanting something we want to just put us put ourselves out there and then and then when you know tim has to go do or save the world or go brew a beer we'll just jump back in uh at some point six months down the line so um we're gonna wrap up so Mackenzie, do you uh, watch more TVs or movies? Um, I don't watch either. Actually, I unfortunately, I am an undiagnosed iPad kid. And so I watch a lot of YouTube, a lot of TikTok. I'm I'm unironically someone who has to have a screen going underneath my screen so that I can pay attention. So I can't make it through a movie, unfortunately. Okay, so I've actually been like, this is funny because the whole dual <laughs> dual screen thing. Mm-hmm. Um, usually what we'll have is we'll have like the main TV, something on the laptop. And then if there is a third thing on the phone, a lot of that sports. But sometimes like I'm like, we can watch this movie and then have like the game in the background. So yes. I understand. Um, yes. Thank you for diagnosing yourself. Um, and uh, I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so on YouTube, what 
are you watching like on YouTube for me it's just food stuff <laughs> oh like, like I'm just watching people cook and then uh-huh. them telling me like how it's going <laughs> them telling you like how good it is yeah yeah like like I'm like okay yeah like I'll watch like top five sandwich places in like Rochester New York or some shit and oh. you're just like all right well there's 12 minutes of my life what, what are you watching I watch um I watch a lot of podcasts. I'll have those constantly going. For a while there, I was watching. I don't know how it's pronounced, like mukbangs, where it's like someone like eating. They're oh. just that's all they're doing is they're just eating and like gossiping, or like oh. I watch a lot of like uh, like hockey highlights from like the early two thousands. That is like it's like worst worst goalie fight whatever <laughs> like just like really like niche stuff. Um, I watch a lot of just it's I kind of just put it on and I just let it go, you know. Can I say shout out to everyone who puts like old sports on YouTube? Oh, bless their hearts. Like old yeah. hockey games, old football games, old basketball games. Shout out to all those people because it's like it's so good. no one asked you to do that, oh. but you've like done yeah. like I, I like they said, uh, Joel Embiid said, um, before he came to America that he learned how to play baseball or basketball by watching YouTube. And I just, I, I'm just imagining him like pulling up Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, like all the, like Mm -hmm. there's this whole generation of kids who are like, yeah, I saw, I saw so-and-so on YouTube. Like they play sports and I support that. Yeah, honestly. So one thing I do just popped in my head is, uh, so live sports like are you are you a live sports person like are you going to minor league hockey games or what's going on yeah I love I love a hockey game especially like a really like especially when it's in like a really shitty arena and like oh, my feet yeah. are sticking to the floor and mm-hmm. I don't I can't read the scoreboard because it was built in the <laughs> 1940s you know everyone's angry but like we're all like I love being at the sport. So there I do I love that too. I mean the the goals here play at the sports arena and the sports arena is a dump. Like oh. in San Diego it's probably the most janky sports setup um mm-hmm. ever. You walk in there it's like intimate. It's like just big enough, but it's intimate enough to where like the mascot like gives you a high five and you can see him beating the drum and um, you get to go on the ice with, you know, Zamboni, take your picture. If you have a big enough group, there's $2 beer nights on Fridays. Oh. Very enjoyable experience. Um, my whole thing with sporting events nowadays is that like my phone literally will not work in these sporting events. So yeah. what's with that? So- I don't know. I was going to ask you. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, they're talking about uh, how less young people are going to sporting events mm-hmm. ever. And I'm like, yeah, because, like, when you go there, like, you can't use your phone. It's expensive. Like, the experience, your seats might be shitty. Um, watching stuff at home has become way too convenient and way too yeah. good looking. Yeah, 100%. I mean, we went to a Minnesota Wild game. They played the Devils back in February. And I got upper upper nosebleed tickets, and they were $90 a ticket. I was like, that's 
a whole day's worth of pay for me. It's like, I yeah. would love to go to sporting events. And back when I lived in Delaware, I, I was on the student um, plan for yeah. the flyers and they would, oh boy, they would shell out $20 tickets like it was their job. Like 90% of the fans were in the dollar ticket section. I was like, yeah, finally the Flyers are doing something that I wish the rest of the NHL would do. But yeah, the Des Moines, the Des Moines Bucks Arena is, that's, that's my place. It's disgusting. It smells bad. <laughs> look, look at that. It's tiny. It's like I'm I'm out here. I'm not never me yelling at the goaltender, and the goaltender can hear me and is yelling back. You know, it's beer league, but I have to pay fifteen dollars to watch it, and it's so like that's my kind of that's the hockey I grew up on. Okay, oh well, yeah, was that JT? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, there is something to be said for for smaller intimate things and like when you go to the goals game I do feel like I could like hey ask that player like hey what are you doing after the game and they would probably hear me you know like I'm like oh that's cool that's intimate but um fix your wi-fi situation sports stadium people because also a cool part of being at the stadium is posting those pictures you know live and and you want to be able to also order an Uber or Lyft after you get out of the game. And sometimes it's like walking outside. You're like, do you have reception? Can we order a Uber and Lyft now? Um, exactly. Or not. <laughs> exactly. like, almost, it's like, yeah. Why would I go to a hockey game if I can't post on Snapchat that I'm at a hockey game? You know? So Snapchat. Time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Snapchat's still a thing. All right. Yeah. Oh, a hundred. Oh, a hundred percent. And as someone who is actively on the dating scene, it's too much of a thing, in my opinion. (laughs) In my opinion. (laughs) All right. So what's what's thirstier, Tumblr or uh, Snapchat? Uh, Snapchat is thirstier. I everything that comes off of Tumblr is you know it's well written. It's got nice gifts, Mm -hmm. polished. It's yes, it's it's produced, I would say. Okay. But then when you get on Snapchat, I'm 24 years old. Like when I'm dating, mm. I'm if you're hey girl, can I get your Snapchat? Um, unfortunately, I'm no longer dating. But I'm getting pictures of, you know, people's feet and half of a, you know, half of a drink and drink beer. It's like <laughs> okay. It's like my girlies on Tumblr would never do this to me. <laughs> All right, so so Tumblr has a stable job. They have a house. They have a mortgage. And Snapchat, mm-hmm. you know, is just figuring it out. Maybe, you know, they work at BevMo. Uh, they share a house with four people. <laughs> and uh, they're trying to get it together. So exactly. um, the feet pictures, though, have you heard of WikiFeet? Absolutely, I have. And so I, I, did you read the article, the interview with the guy who started WikiFeet? No. Okay, um, to, to sum up, you know, he's kind of a creeper. Um, <laughs> the, 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 the interviewer actually found her feet on WikiFeet and was like, how did you get my feet? And he's like, I have a way of getting people's feet. So <laughs> That's terrifying. It is terrifying to see your feet on WikiFeet. Um, you know, sh- shout out to that guy. You know, you found your bag and, you know, it's it's down at someone's feet so 
Um, he did not rate his own feet in the article, though, which was a missed opportunity there. And tr- maybe he's um, he's projecting. You know, he's looking for what he can serve himself. I don't know. That's you know, that's for him and his therapist to discuss. That's none of my business. You know, uh, you know, I, therapy can be expensive, but we do endorse it here at Young Woman Strength. Um, if you Absolutely. can go, you know, talk to somebody, we definitely support that. Um, you know, I'm not saying that being into feet is the uh, worst thing, but um, creating a whole damn wiki feet, that's that's a choice. That's a yeah. choice. And putting it behind um, a paywall. You have therapy, oh, sure. <laughs> Like, don't tell me it's too expensive. It's ten ninety nine a month. So, you know, get yourself a subscription. Maybe, maybe that's not the best gift gift sub- subscription at a holiday time. But I'm not judging. This is a judge free zone. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, um, next we'll week, uh, t- three beards will be sponsored by WikiFee. Oh wow! New sponsor. New sponsor. Wow. Um, the the imaging will be great. Um, I'm sure you'll put your foot in it. So, <laughs> and on that note, we should probably wrap this shit up. Uh, thank you for doing this with me, Mackenzie. Uh, let's do it again. Prop. Let's just kick the boys off their own show uh, one day, or make them do the show with us, and we'll host, and they can just sit there um, and listen to us and listen to our opinions and either agree or disagree. Um, but it has been a pleasure doing this with you. If you want to follow me on Twitter for some reason, um, BlackZag05 and Mackenzie, if, do you want people to follow you? If you want to follow me, I'm at Mackenzie J. Duffy. I will be posting about hockey stats, though, and it is my own opinion. So She said it. She warned you guys. So. And girls. And girls. She warned you. So get that hot plus minus talk going in the NHL playoffs that are starting soon. Get that from uh, McKenzie. So, all right. Thank you, everyone. And uh, we'll talk to you later.